All right, I need someone to finish this quote for me. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Now, I partially agree with this. Um, I'm more of a visual learner, so I like Christmas movies better. That really gets me into the Christmas spirit. And does anyone else here love Christmas movies? Did you have any big fans? Like, who would say that they know, like, every Christmas movie? All right, I need two people to come on up. If you, if you know Christmas movies, come on up. Come on. Let me see. Put your hands up in the air. Everyone was feeling so bold a second ago. All right. I got two hands. Let me get, let me get Landon and then someone else. Come on. Someone in the audience. Who was coming up? Come on. Shane, Shane comes up for everything. Someone besides Shane. Yeah? Come on. Dude, who really knows Christmas movies? Come on. Come on. Can we get a girl? Yeah, you. Come on. All right. Here we go. All right. So we have Faith and Landon. Here we go. Here's the first one. You can just call out the name of the movie after I say it. God bless us, everyone. That one is tough. That one's a little tough. Give them a break. Um, I'll give you hints. Ready? Here's your first hint. He is visited, not, not the person who says it, but the title of the movie. This is what happens in the movie, right? Um, he is visited by different ghosts throughout the night. Oh, Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. All right, one for Landon. All right, this one's a little bit easier. Ready? Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Home alone. Home alone. Okay, Landon, dang. All right, come on, Faith. I'm believing in you. Ready? Here's the next one. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas perhaps means a little bit more. No. <laughs> yes, yeah, so aggressive. Terrible. Okay, you can't guess because you already threw out your guess. Faith, I'm going to give you a hint because you didn't go yet. The person is green in this movie. Oh, no, you can't say it. The Grinch, all right. Two to one. I'm team Faith if you haven't realized. Okay, next one. <laughs> no, no. I want an official Red Ryder carbine action 200 shot range model air rifle. Um, um, Christmas story. Yes, okay, 3 1. All right, here we go. Next one. Put the cookie down. Um, jingle all the way. Oh, man, Landon, okay. All right, last one. Faith, if you get this, you win. Okay. <laughs> all right. First, we'll make snow angels for two hours, then we'll go ice skating. You called out too early. I didn't finish the quote yet. Oh. <laughs> then we'll eat a whole roll of Toll House cookie dough as fast as we can, and then we'll snuggle. Elf gun! Oh, I'm just joking. Ty, great job, guys. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Christmas movies fill me with a lot of joy, and I'm sure it does for you guys, too. But what happens when the movies are over, right? We go back to our normal lives. And I think for a lot of us, Christmas time is a really hard time of the year. It brings back a lot of hard memories or, or painful memories. And it's supposed to be the most joyful time of the year. And every song that we hear, it's about how amazing this time is and how much we should be enjoying it. But for some of you guys, it reminds you of how broken your family is, or someone that you lost, or the way you wished life was. 
And so this time of year can bring up a lot of painful things in your heart. And instead of being the most joyful time, it can be one of the most depressing times of the whole entire year. See, and I think the problem is that we invest our happiness in the wrong things. You and I have placed our joy into things. And like I said before, for some of you guys, this is a really hard time of year because of your family. But for some of you guys, it's a hard time because you're looking at all the things you don't have right now. The things that you wish were in place. And because you don't have those things, it's really hard for you to have real joy during this time. And we make Christmas about so many other things than what it is truly supposed to be all about. For some of you guys, you just think about the list of things that you need this Christmas. And if you get this, this, and this, then you will be truly happy. But that is so far from the truth. And we live in a world that tells us the more stuff that we get, the happier we'll be. And we get that new thing that we've wanted for so long. And then what happens? Eventually, all that happiness it brought us starts to fade away as more days pass on the calendar. And we are so looking for something to truly make us happy, to truly satisfy us. And we know that it's supposed to be God, but so many of us are still searching in other things. And you know what? If I'm being honest with you guys, I still search for happiness in other things too. And if we keep doing that, we are going to keep ending up being broken. Some of us invest our happiness in our circumstances. For some of you guys, you are happy because of the way your school is heading right now and how your grades are. For some of you guys, it's a sport. For some of you guys, it's a relationship. And you've placed all of your joy into that thing. And if you place your joy or your happiness into something that can be taken away, into something that can be broken, then it's only a matter of time before that is taken away from you. We cannot place our joy in happiness in our circumstances because our circumstances are always changing. They are always different. And what once made you happy will soon maybe lose its luster after a while. Tim Keller said this, the joy of which the New Testament speaks is of course happiness, but it is not the kind that is a fizziness or giddiness that goes away in the face of negative circumstances. And so what the Bible offers us and what Jesus offers us is something so amazing. Something that can't be taken away from us. Something that is more than just a thing that we can buy or spend money on. What is really available to us is something that lasts and is permanent. And I know so many of you guys are struggling right now with happiness. You just want to know what real joy is. And it's so hard for you because you look around and it seems like everyone else is truly happy. And you don't get why you can't have that emotion. And what uh, Tim Keller is telling us is right here is that we can have something through Jesus that can last. Something that can bring true joy into our hearts. But if you search for this in any other way besides Jesus... You will go through ups and downs your whole entire life because you will get something. And for a little bit, it will make you happy. You'll get that relationship and everything will be great for a little while until maybe you guys break up 
And then it seems like your whole world is falling apart. Or you get that new object that you worked so hard for. And maybe for the first week, it's so much fun and it's so exciting. And then it loses that joy that it once gave you. And I don't want to see you guys go up and down. And I think God wants you guys to be steady in your joy. To not be thrown from side to side, but really have something that truly lasts. So we're going to be in Philippians chapter 4. And this is what it says in verse 11. I am not saying this because I am in need. For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstance. I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. So Paul is actually writing this from a jail cell. And he tells us, I have learned the secret to being content in all things. And that word content is actually a sense of peace. It's a sense of satisfaction. It's, it's joy. And he's learned what it is. And I love what he starts off by saying. He says this, I know what it's like to have a lot. And I know what it's like to have a little. And I can be happy regardless of what I have. Because he knew this is that happiness is not found, joy is not found in what you have. That is the complete opposite of everything we are taught our whole entire life. We are told that the more that we consume, the more we get, the more we have, then the happier we will be. But he says the exact opposite. He says it doesn't matter if I have a little or a lot. I can be content. And he's going to walk us through what all of this means. And he tells us right here, that he has the secret to be content in any and every situation. That includes yours. In any and every situation, you can have joy for what we're about to look at. And I know that there have been some really hard things that a lot of you guys have been through in the room. But you can still be content. He didn't say, okay, you know what? You can be content if you didn't go through this, this, or this. No, he says in any and every situation. Stop telling yourself that your situation is ex excluded. Stop telling yourself that you're the only one that can't be happy because that is a lie that the enemy is serving up to you and that you are buying into. No matter how dark it is, no matter how bleak your situation seems, no matter how, heaviness, how, how heavy you feel tonight because of what you're going through, you can still have a lasting joy. And you don't have to be beaten down every single day. And this is what Matthew Henry says about this, and I think this is so powerful. He says, he was in bonds and imprisonment and had necessities often, but in all he had learned to be content. That is, to bring to his mind, to his condition, and make the best of it. You know what he says there? I want to read that last part one more time. To bring his mind to his condition and make the very best of it. See, what Paul is getting at here is not that his situation was going to change. That's what you and I think our joy is dependent on. Our situation changing. No, I'm talking about a mindset that is different in the middle of your trial in the middle of feeling sad, of making a choice to see the good, even when it doesn't make sense and it doesn't add up. And apart from Jesus, this is completely impossible. You will never be able to do this. But because of God, 
we can do this and things can be different. This is what it says in verse 13. This is the secret that Paul is bringing us to. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Jesus is the reason that we can be content. And all of you in the room who have been sad for so long just went, here we go again. This is it. There is no secret. I was hoping for some steps, for something that I could do in order for me to be happy. But ready? All it is is Jesus. And the reason we often fail to experience Christian joy because we miss out on the means of achieving it because it's so ordinary. We have a problem with ordinary. We we have a problem with just believing by faith. We want steps. We want something to do. But this is it. This is the secret. This is why he could be in prison and still be content. Because maybe you've been told it too many times. Because you've bought into the lie from the enemy that on the other side of your faith isn't a breakthrough. Because you've tried it before. And maybe you gave up before your moment came. Because there is so much power in Jesus. More than we believe. More than we have even begun to tap into. And if we would just believe by faith in doing the ordinary step in which he is giving it to us right here, it could change everything. If you would just step out in faith. And believe that there is joy and a reason to be content. You would see God do something so very powerful. But we let fear hold us back from that. We let all the excuses in our mind on why this is not good enough hold us back for it. And yes, it is a very ordinary step. But it is so extraordinary if you are willing to do it. And we live in a world where people run from this idea because it seems too simple. But if you would just stay the course and do it, God would work something so amazing inside of you. This is one of the most misquoted verses in all of scripture. This does not mean that you can do whatever you want. This means that you can be content and have joy in any situation that you face. This does not mean that you can go up on this building after the service and jump off and be fine. Like That's not how this works. That's not what he is saying here. He's saying that you can be content. So do not misunderstand this this verse. Guys, we can always choose joy because of Jesus. And I I know what you guys are thinking. I I know what you're saying. Okay, I thought we were doing a Christmas message here. How, How does this all tie in? And I think the way that it ties in is because so many of us struggle with joy during this time. And what we were given was the greatest gift of joy during this time. And that is truly what Christmas is all about. And I want to read to you guys this verse, which I think kind of sums this up in a lot of ways. This is um, a dream that Joseph had, and we're going to pick up in his story in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. It says this, While he was still debating with himself about what to do, he fell asleep and had a supernatural dream. And an angel from the Lord appeared to him in clear light and said, Joseph, descendant of David, don't hesitate to take Mary into your home as your wife. 
because the power of the Holy Spirit has conceived a child in her womb. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Savior, for he is destined to give his life to save his people from their sins. When Joseph awoke from his dream, he did all the angel of the Lord instructed him to do. He took Mary to be his wife. So Joseph's life is turned upside down. Now he has this dream after talking to Mary, who he's supposed to marry, and the angel tells him something so amazing. He says, this child that you are about to have is going to take away the sins of the world, and he is going to change everything in this planet that we live on, in this world, because that is why we can be content in every situation, because we have been given the gift of joy, and that is what we celebrate this Christmas year, is that everything can be falling apart in your life, but you still have Jesus, and he will never leave you or forsake you, and one day, everything will be made right, and that is why we can have joy, because our hope is what is to come, not in the right now. That's why Paul could be in prison and say, this makes no sense. This is so tough, but I have Jesus and I don't deserve to have him because I have messed up so much and I am so flawed and I'm still figuring all of this out, but I have Jesus and he forgives me. And that is enough for me to have joy. Yes, there is a lot of brokenness in life. Yes, there is a lot of pain, but we've been given the greatest gift ever and nothing can ever truly compare to that you know on christmas when you ask for that one gift and that's all you really care about you you know mom got you some underwear and some socks and you don't really care about all those other things you just want to get to that one gift man i wonder if we lived our lives that way if we saw this gift for what it truly was but we take it for granted We don't think it's that powerful. We don't think it's that great. We look at every other circumstance in our life and we think it's greater or more powerful than what was given to us for this birth that has changed absolutely everything. Our Savior who was born to die. Do do you guys get that? That, that His whole purpose is that one day he would die in your place and in my place for all the wrong that you and I would ever do. That's why we can be content, because a baby was born for us that changed everything in all of history. And here's what I'm not saying, is that your pain isn't real. I'm not saying with what you're going through isn't a really hard struggle to go through. There are moments in life where it's okay to be sad, but overall... As a Christian, we should be joyful. I want to read to you guys this quote, which I think kind of sums up what I'm saying right here. Focus less on your wounds and more on the wounds of Jesus that he bore for you. Both are real, but his can heal. Guys, that is so incredibly powerful because you and I just stare at our wounds all the time and we look at them over and over and we blame God, we get angry, we get upset, but what if we stopped looking at our wounds 
and we remembered the wounds of our Savior in our place. And I'm not saying your pain isn't real. I'm not trying to take away from it. But what I'm saying is that there is a Savior who also had some very real wounds, and his wounds heal yours. And maybe it's time to stop soaking in your pain, even though it is so horrible and really dark, and start looking at his and finding healing. Because as you look to him, it will bring healing to your pain. If you can let go of being so focused on yours and truly fixing your eyes on what he has done. One thing that I think can really help when you're really struggling with joy, and then Jesus is the absolute answer to this, that there is no doubt. But there is something that he talks about a lot. And it's what you and I are made to do. We are, we are made to love God with everything we have and then to love our neighbors. And so if you just need a practical step on how you can get this moving, and first it all starts by faith, by believing that Jesus is the key to joy and being content in all that he has done for you. But if you just need that step, it's by serving others. It's by pouring yourself out. It's by loving others more than yourself. If you are willing to serve others, there is something that is triggered inside of us that releases joy. Instead of trying to hold it and trying to receive all of it, as we pour it out to other people, we're replenished. We feel something that changes what happens in our mindset when we truly let go of our own selfishness and just wanting joy, 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 and we start giving it to other people, suddenly we start to experience real joy in those moments. So pouring yourself out is truly replenishing. And so this Christmas year, I want you guys to remember what it's all about. Here's the bottom line. In the ordinary choice for joy is hidden the extra, extraordinary power of Jesus. In the ordinary choice for joy is hidden the extraordinary power of Jesus. As you choose to be content, as you choose to look at this gift, God will do something that makes no sense. Because that's just how faith works. And so before you tear open the Christmas presents this year, before you start celebrating with all of your family, take a moment. Think about what has truly been done for you. It's so easy to get up, get caught up in the busyness and the hype of this year to miss out on what it is truly about. Some of you guys are just saying, I wish I had a sign. I wish there was some way that I knew God loved me, that he cared about me. I, I've, I've messed up so much. I've done so much wrong in my life. I just need something right now. I feel like I'll never truly be able to be happy. Your sign happened some 2,000 years ago when a baby was born. That was your sign. That was for you. It wasn't just for everyone else. It was for you personally. That is how much God truly loves you and cares about you. That is your sign this Christmas year. Joy is choosing to realize Jesus has given you everything you really need despite the imperfections of life. 
There is nothing that you don't have through him to get through what you are going through. He will supply everything that you need. Not just the hope of one day all of this pain being wiped away, but right now in this moment, he promises to give you all that you need. Guys, there are so many reasons for us to be content and to have joy, no matter how hard life is right now. I pray that you would choose to live this ordinary step of faith and watch God do the extraordinary in your life. Let me pray for you. God, thank you so much for all that you have done for us, for all that you have accomplished, for all that you have given us, Lord. I pray for someone who is just really struggling with a lot of sadness, that they can't shake, that they can't change, Lord. They feel like they have tried to do everything to bring about change, and it just seems like it's impossible. I pray that they would take the step that Paul has given us. It's just knowing that in you, there is no reason why we can't be content, why we can't feel joy, because you have won it all for us, Jesus. I pray that we would take our eyes off of the things that we can see and place them on spiritual things, on eternal things, on things that have weight and things that truly matter. God, it's so easy to get caught up in the craziness of life, God. It's so easy to miss out on all that you truly have for us. But I pray, God, that we would still our hearts like never before, Lord, and see the good, see your love, see your joy, see your compassion for us, God. It's okay if we don't have all the things that we want because all the things will never be able to amount to the love that you have given us and the love that you are offering us right now and the gift of eternal life that you have given us. God, please do not let us be people who have placed all our joy in the circumstances of this life. I pray that we would want so much more than that. I pray that we would want eternal joy eternal peace, God. I pray that you would work this wonder in our hearts. That doesn't always make sense. Sometimes we hear it and it just seems so impossible. But with you, God, all things are possible. Take us deeper in your love. We love you, Jesus, and we pray all these things in your name.